and worship are separate. You work throughout the week and worship on Sunday, but this isn't the biblical view of work. The Hebrew word avodah is translated into English as worship, serve, and work. The Hebrew concept of worship was all-encompassing. It wasn't just a Sabbath thing. We've asked several people in our congregation, none of whom work in ministry, to think about how their lives mean more and how their work and worship are woven together. All right, well, I am so excited today to be joined by Kristen Waite. Um, Kristen is a teacher, um, and so she's going to be telling us about the way that she um, takes her faith into her workplace. Um, and Kristen, you can tell us a little bit about what you do and what your day-to-day looks like and the kinds of kids that you end up working with on a daily basis. I am an eighth grade social studies teacher in Elizabethan. So I work with 13 and 14 year olds, about 160 a day, five days a week. Um, I work with all different types of students um, of all different ability levels. Um, And for non-teachers, inclusion is students with special ed needs. um, And I work with special ed students at all capability levels um, within that um, all the way up to, you know, students from other countries, students from all over the place. Um, So it's a pretty good mixing bowl um, for East Tennessee, at least. Yeah. So what do you think is, what are kind of some of the challenges of your job and and what are some of the fun parts? the challenges of my job are, you can just say 13 and 14 year olds that that's valid. (laughs) That isn't an easy phase for most people in life. Um, and I think that that is some of the best and some of the worst because Mm -hmm. there's comfort in seeing 13 and 14 year old life from an adult's perspective to be able to reassure them that life is more than what is important to us when we're in middle school and what seems like a big deal in middle school. Um, And so it's kind of healing to see middle school from an adult perspective. Um, But that's also some of the funniest parts of middle school of they're just, um, they're funny when they're not trying to be funny. Um, They're physical comedians because they are just getting to know their adult-like bodies um, Mm -hmm. when they're not trying to be. Um, Some of the biggest challenges are that they are trying to figure out how to be adult-like. And so it requires a lot of chances, a lot of clean slates as they figure out their timing and their limits and their boundaries Mm -hmm. um, to teach them those skills and to try and teach them skills that sometimes they fight against that will serve them well, whatever they choose to do in their future lives. And I think a lot of times middle school gets kind of blacked out in the wash of things. Most people's favorite teacher when they look back is probably one of their senior teachers that they were the last voice that they heard. Um, But I, I think getting to help students along the way, prepare for the next right thing and to Mm -hmm. give them grace along the way is, um, 
some of the most meaningful work that I get to do. Yeah. So how do you continue your worship throughout your work? What are some of the ways that that looks like for you? Um, I often feel worshipful when I see a student who needs an extra chance or an extra day and I see them finally ask for help or I see them take the opportunity or the care that they're given. Um, Mm. And I see God in those moments as God weaves through all of our lives where they stop resisting and choose, choose something better for themselves. Um, And I think God wants that for all of us to choose better for ourselves. And so I think those are beautiful moments, little tiny moments that I see God working throughout all of these 160 plus um, human beings that I get to share a room with every day. Have you ever had an instance of a student who, who has come up and asked you about your faith at school? Um, I have, and I've taught, um, I've taught some kids from Grandview and I've had students, um, that just feel like I'm a safe place. Um, I've had students that have just said, man, there's some kids in my next class that just make me really anxious because they're just hard on me. Um, will you just pray for me going into my next class? And I think, um, getting to see that students can feel that somebody cares about them, um, and that, that they can tell that that's how part of how my faith kind of works out that, um, I do think about them and I do pray for them. Yeah. And I do care about who they are as people. Um, and that that's the opportunity that you get when you work with people that have a whole lot going on and a lot of concerns going on in their lives. So, yeah, I, I can imagine that you get students from all walks of life um, and all sorts of backgrounds, um, some who believe the same way you do and some who don't. Um, Have you ever had any students who have kind of viewed you negatively because they know about your faith? Um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that there's students that think I feel a certain way about them because of my faith um, and having to work to overcome that um, in different ways. I feel like I've seen that more students who want to close themselves off because they've been hurt or they've been manipulated because of their life experience that they don't want to share because of who they perceive Christians to be. And I feel like that while it's not explicitly 
sharing my faith with them to heal damage that somebody in a position of power has caused to a young person to show them what a genuinely caring adult can be. Um, and somebody who is a Christian that isn't genuinely isn't trying to manipulate them and really just cares for them. I feel like hearing those students sitting with those students and, um, being an example of that healing force that God provides, I think, um, is where I see that help helping most. Yeah, that's awesome. How, how does your faith help you in those difficult situations with, with students, with other faculty, with, um, parents? Cause you, you know, they're minors. You have to deal with that too. Yeah. Um, how, how does your faith walk with you that way? Um, I pray for them constantly. Yeah. Um, I think it, I don't know if I was in another job, if I would have as much to pray about as I do, <laughs> um, because I know them, you know, I, see graduation rates and I know who those kids are. I know what their family is. I know that they wanted to go into the military and they couldn't pass the entrance exam. I know, you know, I know those situations and hear their stories. Um, And so I think that is how they impact my faith the most of having so many stories, um, that I take home with me every day, um, and pray over and worry over and all, all of those things, um, I think are a part of my relationship with God is, what, what should I be, or how can I be better, um, representative to these people that I care about? Yeah. We're in a series right now for the fall focus on life means more, um, ordered resurrection, creative. Um, how do you see those words playing out and and being a part of what you do every day? Yeah, I think a teacher is a unique position in a kid's life to help support all of those factors of their being. Um, Mm -hmm. I know as a parent, my ability to organize my child's thoughts is different than how a teacher gives them tools to organize their thoughts because I'm not teaching them curriculum. I'm not teaching them reading skills. I'm not teaching them cause and effect events in the same way that they get in a classroom. And so I think those skills, like when I think about God giving me meaning in this work as a ministry, I think about organization and creativity, like that teaching hits those two points for me. of a life with meaning is how can I 
help these people expand their thinking and build their tools um, for a successful and meaningful life. Why do you think there is such a divide in our culture between work and worship, particularly in, in the Christian circles? I think it's easy for us all to feel unworthy Mm. um, and to hold ministry people to um, a higher standard in our thinking or like a higher level of respect that we think of them as having some special training that makes them invincible to doubts and crisis and stress and all of those things that are a part of every workplace and every person's life in different ways um, that I think we think what we do doesn't feel the same when in reality church ministry is work it's work too Um, and so I think not valuing the places and the skills that God puts us in and feeling like it's not as worthy keeps us from integrating that and thinking on that. That's a great way of putting it. Um, I think that there's a lot of us who feel like because we are not in ministry, because we are not traditional ministry, we're not, you know, trained in, um, evangelism that we, we are not worthy of doing that job. Um, but in reality, we do that job every day through our jobs and through what we do as parents and as teachers and as friends and as people who are called in the image of God to be his feet and voice on, on this earth. Um, and being a teacher has got to be one of those things. And and I know it is because of what I do that is so rewarding, but sometimes so, so hard. Um, so thank you for what you do. Um, it's, it's not easy. And I, I know that, um, thank you for living out your faith to hundreds of students every year, um, and, and every day, um, that's, it's not something everyone can do. Um, but I'm grateful that you do it, Kristen. Oh, thank you. Is there anything you would encourage somebody who's a teacher or maybe even a student? How would you encourage them to live out their faith every day? My most frequent prayer every night is that I would have eyes to see the people that need a little bit of extra kindness. And I think, and to see people the way that God sees them. And that's really hard. Um, because people are hard sometimes and the people that need love the most are always the hardest it seems. And so I think if, if we can try to refocus that as much as we can, um, and find it in ourselves to give people opportunities to 
choose something different. Um, I think that helps. Yeah. It's easy when they're kids. Kids also are. probably hard when they're kids too. They need more chances, but they're easier to give chances, I think. Um, yeah, that's very true. Is there anything else you'd like to add to our conversation? I don't think so. Okay. Well, Kristen, thank you for taking the time and, and thank you for taking um, time out of your fall break to talk to me and um, to share the ways that you live out your faith every day um, with our congregation. Um, I, I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate what you do. Thanks, Kristen. <laughs>